Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and today I'm joined by a man who is almost excited as I am about Tom Brady's unretirement, Ben O'Brien. How are you doing today? Trevor, I'm fantastic, and I'll tell you, um, one, obviously Brandon's not here, and again, I, I think the reviews have shown, Trevor, it, it, there, there's clear evidence that this show is just a thousand times better without Brandon here. I think that's a, that's a I'll fact. T- I'll tell you why that he's is... not. That's why he's not here. He's not here because Brady unretired. That's exactly why he didn't I, show It's got to be. It's got to be. Like, you can't tell me, oh, it's a coincidence. He had, he's on a cruise or whatever. He's out of town. No. Okay. He is embarrassed because he was so happy that Tom Brady retired. Now Tom Brady came back. It, it's, it's just a coincidence. It's, it's, it's almost too perfect that he would just miss the, the, you know, the day after that, or the, the day that we record right after Tom Brady comes back. Um, but I'll tell you, Trevor, on that note real quick, since we're not going to go into it in detail in this episode, I was on Twitter when that happened and literally like I saw his tweet and it was like three minutes. It said like three minutes ago. So I saw it within like the first three minutes that he tweeted it. Um, and my first reaction was, he's had to have been hacked. I'm like, there's no way this is real. I don't believe it for one second. Because um, <laughs> my thought was, if he came back, that's fine. But I didn't think he'd come back within a month and a half of him retiring. I thought he'd wait a little bit longer. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like April or May. To do it halfway through March, like it just seemed very early to me. So my first reaction was, he had to have been hacked. I don't believe this for one second. And then you know, I saw all these you know, credited accounts, Sports Center, Bleach Report. They're all tweeting it. And I'm like, all right, either everyone's going to look real stupid or this is a real thing. Um it was just crazy, man, and the timing of it was insane. Like we had roughly an hour to to, to uh, process Selection Sunday, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, forget about those college kids because Tom Brady just wants to steal all the headlines. So it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I, I it literally took me like an hour for me to actually believe that it was real because I was like, there's no way. I just can't. I I'm not shocked that he came back. I'm just shocked that he came back this fast. Yeah, you know, and there, there's just just in general in the NFL, the NBA. I mean, across the sports world, the MLB, right? There were so many different yeah. things that happened. Um, unfortunately, Same, we're just here to talk about the uh, NCAA tournament, the bracket today. But uh, next Sunday, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a loaded podcast when Brandon comes back. We're gonna have I don't know. We might have like an hour long show, maybe an hour plus uh, to talk about I mean, we're all gonna of have the, to all of the news. We're gonna I mean we're gonna have however many NCAA tournament games at that point, a round and a half at that point. Yeah. Um, and then it, I mean, if we're being honest, we gotta catch up because there. I mean, there's. NFL free agency. Now that baseball is back, we got baseball free agency. We still got NBA stuff happening as the playoffs are, are rapidly approaching. So I told you before we started recording, this is one of the craziest week and a half of sports I can remember in a long time. And again, maybe it's just because like I'm more locked in on the Bengals free agency than I usually am. But I still think like today has been wild with NFL free agency. Obviously, you still got all this college basketball stuff. Like I just think this last week or so has been insane, insane time for sports. I love it. Um, it's obviously one of the best times of the year for, for sports, and I'm so excited for this next week or so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely has been a really crazy week. But uh, to get here started, to get started now with uh, the NCAA tournament, the podcast for today, um, I, I kind of want to start off like talking about the bracket in general, the reveal, uh, some of the the decisions that the committee made, uh, maybe some snubs that we have. Right, there were a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess some people were talking about snubs or even just in general, maybe this team A is seeded too high, team B is seeded too low, stuff like that. Um, so, so Ben, I guess, first of all, I wanted to ask you about, um, I guess, as far as like the seeding, is there like any one team that stands out where like you're like this team is seeded way too high or this team is seeded way too low? So – 
I think the easiest one to say is the one that everyone's talking about. That's Tennessee and Duke, okay? So, like, I agree. I think Duke should not be a two seed. That's my opinion, okay? And, yes, I don't like Duke. Okay, that's fine. All right? But, honestly, if you like Duke, then that's an issue in the first place. Um, but I, I think if Duke was not named Duke, if they did not have Duke on their chest, they would not have been a two seed. Because looking at those stats between Tennessee and Duke, Tennessee is better than them in all those advanced metrics that supposedly the selection committee values very highly. Um, so that's an issue with me. And, again, like, that's just being that's that's being nitpicky, right? Like two versus three C, whatever. Um, but I think that is the easiest thing to look at, or at least the the first thing that you should look at when you talk about seeding. Um, in terms of other things, I mean, I think the one seeds I have no issues with. The rest of the two seeds I have no issues with. Um, I mean, if we're really going to talk about, it, I don't think Michigan's an eleven seed. One, I don't think they should be in the tournament in the first place. But I get it; you're not going to make a, a team with Michigan, a team that's called Michigan, with Michigan on their chest higher or lower than an eleven seed. Um, I mean, I nothing else off the top of my head, Trevor. You probably have more to say on, than I do on that aspect. Um, but I will say this: for the most part, I think there has been very little slander in terms of the selection committee and their decision. I think for the most part, it's a good bracket. Like I really do think it's a good bracket. Um, and I really don't like, I think if you look at those first four teams out, I don't think any one of them should have been in the tournament anyway. I think for the most part, there's really not a whole lot of what you would call snubs in this tournament. I think they did a really good job with the bracket. I think they, they did a great job of putting the teams that deserve to be in, in for the most part. Again, I think there's outliers, but, um, again, I just think there's, there's been years where it's been a lot more worse. I've been a lot more heated about certain teams being in and, and certain teams being left out. I think I think they they did a good job. I really do. I think I I'm I'm happy and I'm impressed with with the bracket that obviously they worked a long time on and the one that they put out yesterday. Yeah. See, I think I agree. Now, I gotta admit, I don't think I was as locked in this year as I have been years past, like last I agree. year, and yeah, then me I would say like 2019 was the year that I was like super locked in. Like I was like made probably 30 brackets. I was doing all this research. Jeez, I probably made my own like one through 68 seed list and stuff like that in 2019. Like I was like locked in this year, not quite as much. So when people talk about, Oh, like this team should have been, this team should have been, shouldn't have been in. It's like, uh, I, I don't really know. Like it's, it's tough to say. I mean, overall, um, I can tell you what I was surprised about. I was surprised that Texas A&M did not make the tournament, especially after that run they had. Yeah. Uh, making mm-hmm. it to the SEC title game before falling short against Tennessee. I was just surprised by that. I don't know, like, do they deserve it? Like, them versus Rutgers, them versus Michigan, I don't know. Um, it's close. But I was surprised to see that Texas A&M did not make it. As far as what I think, one thing that I at least can say that I don't think was consistent, that I don't think was correct, is that, and you mentioned, you talked about Duke getting a two-seed. Duke is a, Duke is a two-seed. And a team in, in the same conference as them that isn't, like, a ton worse than them as far as record, as far as conference record, is Notre Dame, who got an 11 seed. For Duke to be a two seed— And they're in a playing game. Yeah. So they, and, I mean, they're one they're of the last teams play, in. Yeah, they're one of the last four teams in. The fact that Notre Dame is an 11 seed playing in a playing game and Notre, and Duke is a two seed, I just— I just feel like they should not be nine seed lines apart, you know? Like, if anything, maybe Duke is a three— um, and then Notre Dame's like an eight or a nine or something, but the fact that they're nine seed seeds apart, it just I don't know, it just seemed off to me. Um, other than that, I know people were talking about like 
ideally they wouldn't want to see like two mid mate two really good mid majors facing off in the first round like we have like Murray State and San Francisco. I hate that. That's a seven ten matchup. That. Not ideal, yeah. right? Not ideal. Me. You don't don't love that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, I know they have all these contingencies with fitting the bracket and the geography. I don't know, and they maybe that's one of the reasons. Who knows? Um, but it was interesting. I think there's a lot of really good games that we're going to talk about as we go through the regions. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as snubs, I think the committee did a pretty good job. I mean, maybe you can argue Texas A&M. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you would even mention uh, your your favorite team on this podcast at all. Should we just not mention them, or you know, I, I don't know what do, you think. Do, then? He, no, I, I'm not going to hide from it. Here's okay. here's why I'm upset. This is why I'm upset with the whole Dayton Flyers issue. Okay, one, they shouldn't. I mean, they should not even have been close to making a tournament. That's. I mean, they their resume is garbage. It's just it's the, one of the craziest resumes you'll ever see. They had they lost four games to teams that are like in the bottom 100 of, of college basketball yes they beat kansas whatever um so i i didn't think they're gonna make it but the fact that they were the first team out hurts not to mention that the reason why they were out was because richmond won the a10 and stole a bid hurts even more and then on top of that what hurts me the most is the fact that i rooted for richmond in that game because i didn't think dayton had a chance anyway so i was rooting for richmond to steal a bid because i thought it was funny and then i come to find out that i was rooting for them to steal a bid of my favorite team which really just breaks my heart trevor so yeah. Um, the the selection committee telling telling us that Dayton was in until Richmond won. Just information that I would have been totally okay with the rest of my life, never knowing. I would have been totally okay with not knowing that. So the fact that I find out that Dayton was this close to making it, and then the, you know they give you the whole they're the alternate in case a team gets COVID, whatever. Didn't happen last year. Not going to happen this year. Um, it hurt. Not going to lie. It hurt. But you know what? I'm an NIT fan now. I might even fill out an NIT bracket. Why not? Let's just do it. If I'm, if we're gonna, if Dayton's not gonna make the tournament every freaking year and they're just gonna go to the NIT every year, then you know what? Maybe I'm just gonna be one of the guys, Trevor, that you hear from like the '60s that go, you know, back in the day, the NIT was better than the NCAA tournament every anyway. It was the better tournament. I'm just gonna be that guy from now on, Trevor. The NIT is the better is the better tournament, and that's my stance from now on. <laughs> Bring the NIT back. I love it. Well, they are playing yeah. uh, the Toledo Rockets, and I know you mentioned how like Ugh. Dayton doesn't get an away game, but Toledo, you know, they they're known for choking in big games. So I think that is true. And, and I'll tell you, is going to win that game. <laughs> Go ahead. And and Toledo, I was on Twitter after the Mac or after the Mac when they lost in the semis to Akron, whoever in the Mac, and their fans, Trevor, they don't have many fans, but those Toledo fans were pissed. They were so pissed off that they lost that game. Yeah. And I forget their coach's name, but they were they were going in on that coach about how he doesn't prepare them for postseason games. And it, honestly, as as a uh, you know, as as we are Bowling Green Falcons fans, Trevor, that's such loser talk from us because we're actively rooting against Toledo, who's had success, and our Bowling Green Falcons hasn't haven't made the tournament since like nineteen sixty eight. Um <laughs> so we're a bunch of losers, but I still think it's hilarious. It's really funny. And we hate Toledo and we always will. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I guess one, the only other thing before we get into the bracket I wanted to say is just I, I really enjoyed Champ Week. It was awesome. Uh, we, had, we get a lot of yeah. parity in, in the tournament, but we get a lot of parity in the conference tournaments as well this season, more than I am used to, um, and I really enjoyed that. I mean, like the Iowa – like the, the, the run that Iowa made, you had the Jordan Bohannon buzzer beer against Indiana, who Indiana similarly was making a little bit of a run. They beat – uh, Illinois um, after beating Michigan, and then they fall short to Iowa. But Iowa, with the buzzer beater, Jordan Bohan, and then they go and win the Big Ten tournament against Purdue. Uh, then you have teams like Texas A&M, again, who fell short, but they made a run in their conference tournament. Uh, you had, who else? Like I said, Indiana, 
Um, I'm sure there were other ones that I'm just not remembering off the top of my head right now. But there were, you know, so many great games, I thought. Uh, that Kansas-Texas Tech game was really good. Um, what else? I mean, there were just so many incredible games, I thought. Uh, Villanova and Creighton was a low-scoring one, but that was really good. Arizona-UCLA, that was one of my favorite games, just because I love watching both of those teams play. So yeah. that one was a good one. And then uh, Virginia Tech, Hunter Couture, just going off 31 points against Duke. Um, you know, and, and once again, you know, I know North Carolina fans, I follow, well, Tate Frazier is one of the main North Carolina fans I follow, but it's kind of funny how there's like a, the contingent of North Carolina people that were like, oh, North Carolina was just like, they did it on purpose. They're like, they're sacrificing themselves so Virginia Tech can go and beat Duke and, and you know, <laughs> Coach K can have another <laughs> yeah. L. I don't know. Pretty yeah. funny. But uh, let's get into the bracket here. Um, we are going to start in the West region, the top left. Um, you know, this region, I think there are definitely some really solid games. Um, I had a hard time. I, I filled out one bracket that was based on gut instinct. I had a hard time finding upsets in this one. Like, I think that Boise State-Memphis matchup is going to be a really good game. Um, I watched a little bit of Boise on Saturday. Really like their team a lot. Uh, they're, they're pretty solid. And then Memphis who has been on such a, a hot streak recently, you know, uh, since Amani Bates has left the team. I mean, they've really turned it around. Uh, Jalen Duran kind of re-solidifying himself as like a top 10 NBA draft pick. Memphis has been really good. Uh, the question for them has always been like their point guard play. Uh, but Alex Lomax, I mean, he has been playing a little bit better. I don't think, I don't think their guard plays as good as Boise State's necessarily, but they have obviously the athleticism advantage over Boise. So I think that's a really good game. Um, Looking at like the five, the twelve, the four, and the thirteen, I think that's an interesting little pod, uh, just because Vermont every year it's I mean they pretty much own their conference, you know they yeah. they're always mm -hmm. like either undefeated in their conference or they they only lose one or two games. They're coming to play Arkansas. That should be a good one, good one, and then UConn, New Mexico State, really good too. So I don't know. I mean. Uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to find an upset. It's the one upset that I did pick on my gut instinct bracket, and I was really torn about this one, but I picked against Tom Izzo. I picked Davidson. Um, I, I'm, I'm yeah. going with them to beat Michigan State. And the thing is, before this podcast, we were talking about, like, picks that you made that then you would listen to a podcast or watch on TV and you would see, you know, whoever it is, whatever expert or analyst that's on TV talking about, then they go and pick the same thing that you picked before you listen to them. Yeah. And a lot of people were picking the Davidson upset. I even saw a couple people pick Davidson to beat Duke and go to the Sweet 16. I think I saw Joe Lenardi did that. And then I think uh, someone on the field of 68 also picked Davidson to beat Duke. That was pretty shocking. But, uh, Ben, what, what are some of your thoughts on uh, the West region? Yeah, so in terms of upsets for this bracket, there's a couple I have my eye on. Eye on. And, again, we're recording this on Monday night. I haven't filled out a bracket yet. I, I only ever do two brackets, so I'll probably do two this year. I, I like to do more than one, but anything, in my opinion, anything more than two brackets, and I, I like forget what I did in each bracket. So I like to max with two brackets. Um, there's a couple upsets in, in this region that I'm like – Maybe I'll do in one bracket, but not the other. Like, it's just hard. And, I mean, the first one is, I guess, is that kind of 12-5, right? New Mexico State, UConn. Every year they say you got to pick one 12-5. Um, New Mexico State's a team, right? Right? They, they've, they've been in this spot before. They've won these games before. Um, and, obviously, you know, Chris Jantz, great coach, used to be at Bowling Green before he got fired. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like UConn, Big East, Dan Hurley. Um, 
I like UConn. I do. So I have a hard time picking picking New Mexico State over Vermont or uh, not Vermont over uh, UConn just because New Mexico State's in a garbage conference in the in the WAC and, and Big East is in a great conference in the Big East. Um, so then that's that one. I don't know about that. Vermont over Arkansas is tempting. It's really tempting, right? I mm-hmm. I like Arkansas. I, I mean, I think Musselman does, has done a good job there. But for whatever reason, Vermont just gives me like it's one of those things where like you're gonna look back and go, of course they're gonna win. Like of course they won that game. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna be surprised by it. So I think I might pick Vermont in in that in that game. I don't know why. Again, they're not in a great conference. I think they're in the NEC or whatever. But for whatever reason, I'm just feeling. I feel I feel like Arkansas is prone every year to lose that that first round game when they're one of these one of these kind of middle seeds. Um, and then yeah, that that other that ten seven game right, Davidson over or Davidson and Michigan State. I think I agree with you, Trevor. I think I might pick Davidson, and here's why: um, they're an experienced team. All their, I mean, all their guys are, are juniors, seniors. They had the best player in the A10 and Luka Brogdanovich, whatever his name is, A10 player of the year. Um, Foster Lawyer, you know, former Michigan Spartan. Now he, he transfers to Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Davidson's one of those teams where if if you're gonna pick a team to go on a run, I, I like to pick those teams that are older that have experience. They, they pretty much all their guys were starters last year. Bob McKillop is a fantastic coach. He's been he's been there before, right? He's made runs before with player with good players. Um, so I, I agree with you, Trevor. I think I like Davidson over Michigan State. Now here here's the thing. In one of my brackets, I gotta pick Michigan State because I would love nothing more than to watch Tom Izzo beat Coach K in the second round when we got Michigan State versus Duke again. Tom Izzo, I feel like freaking owns Coach K in the uh, in the tournament. I would love nothing more than to watch Coach K's career end to Tom Izzo. And then the best part would be Trevor. I'd get to talk about it on on this podcast and talk about how great Tom Izzo is. Hopefully with Brandon here. So. <laughs> I like Davidson over Michigan State, but in one of my brackets, I can't do it just because I, I, I want to see both for personal reasons, selfish reasons, and the fact that I think it'd be a good game if it was Michigan State versus Duke in the second round. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to be a good game, and I'm not confident in a Davidson pick, but you already talked yeah. about like the, the fact that Foster Lawyer gets to go against his old team. I think that's pretty cool. I love cool. it, man. I love um, that story. You know. Love it. And, and, and another another player, shout out to him, uh, Grant Huffman from uh, St. Edward from Northeast Ohio. Uh, he was playing some pretty good defense on uh, Richmond's, uh, what's his name, Gilliard, Jacob Gilliard. Yeah, um, Jacob Gilliard. They lost, but regardless, I thought he was playing some good defense. They, they were doing a little offense-defense thing with Bob McKillop. But yeah, I, I lean toward Davidson in that one. The Vermont thing, I really thought hard about. I, I really did, because Vermont's a really solid team. I think they're supposed to be like maybe the best like defensive rebounding country in terms of like yeah i think i, I watched a video where in terms of percentage vermont rebounds like 81 percent of their opponents misses which is the most um in college basketball i'm pretty sure um i was watching some youtube videos earlier and i saw that but i think that's gonna be i think that could be really cool um in general in this region um I mean, it's hard not to pick Gonzaga, right? Like, it's hard not to pick Gonzaga. It is. To win the region. I do really like Texas Tech. Like, watching them Saturday, and I mean, I watch a lot of Big 12 basketball, so I've seen Texas Tech play quite a lot, Um, and they don't necessarily have, like, one go-to guy, one star on their team, but they're just a very solid team on defense. You know, they're very switchable, Um, and just having them go against the Gonzaga team that, yes— Gonzaga overall on the court has the better talent. You know, they have Chet Holmgren, who's a top three pick. They have Drew Timmy. Uh, you know, they have great guard play. Like, they have a great coach. Like, Gonzaga has it all. But I think Texas Tech could really give them a challenge, and I'd be very interested um, in seeing that as an Elite Eight matchup. That that would be my Elite Eight matchup. Duke, I think, 
I'll pick. I picked Duke to get to the Sweet 16, but watching them, I'm just not sold on Duke. It's it's so weird. I have a lot of questions about the coaching, frankly. Like, I don't I don't know how many shots Coach K is calling. I don't know how much of it's John Shire, but with all that talent, I I, I don't know. I I feel like I've been very unimpressed with Duke recently, and I think that's what it is. I th- I mean, with the talent, sure, I guess they have a shot to win the title. I guess they do, but. I don't know. Just watching the, the you know the lack of plays that they run, uh, the lack of defensive intensity. I don't know. I'm just not really that sold on Duke. I I agree with you, and I don't know for whatever reason it seems like uh, maybe these kids are under a lot of pressure because it's Coach K's last year and they really want to win. Yeah. But I'm I'm not impressed with Duke. I I can tell you right now I, I will not have Duke coming out of this region. I do not think they'll make a Final Four. Um. I don't know. Yeah, again, mainly because they'd have to go through probably a Michigan State, possibly. They'd have to go through a Texas Tech, maybe. Um, there's just, yeah, there's just other teams in this region that I think are I'm more confident in um, than Duke. And there's multiple of those teams that I'm more confident in than Duke. So, I don't know. Duke, Duke's a question mark, and it's one of those things where maybe I'll look back and I'll go, well, it's Coach K's last year. Of course, they were going to make a freaking Final Four. But I'm just not confident in, in Duke at all this year, and I, I do not see them winning this region at all. Yeah, I guess I guess last thoughts. Um, I do really like UConn as well um, as a five seed. I I think they'll probably beat either Arkansas or Vermont, and I think they'll beat New, mm-hmm. New Mexico State as well. And maybe they could give Gonzaga a run. I mean, again, I don't think they're going to beat Gonzaga, but I do really like UConn. I mean, they have like Adama Sanogo, the big. Uh, they have some talented guards. I don't know. I I think UConn's just a a team that can really play Gonzaga tough, but I, I don't I don't think they can beat them. Uh, ben, do you have any other thoughts on the West region before we move on? I do not. I, will, I think we should move on to the East. Um, the West is a good region. Again, it's one of those regions where I think Gonzaga has kind of an easy path to get to the Elite Eight. Um, and again, they're the number one overall seed. They should. But it's one of those things where it's like, do you pick Gonzaga to win that region? It seems like the easy option, but I don't know. I got burnt on Gonzaga last year. So I'll leave it at that. When we get to our Final Four, I can explain more about that region. But um, I think I think we're good to move on to the East. I think we are. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so we go to the East. Uh, Baylor's the one seed here. You got Kentucky's the two seed, and and so on. Obviously, this bracket uh, to me is super fun. I, I actually I I love the bracket. I love a lot of these matchups. And honestly, I think mm-hmm. this bracket is pretty wide open. I think there are yeah, it's actually, wild. You know what? I think there are a lot of teams that can win this region. As a matter of fact, like yeah. In the West, honestly, it's either Gonzaga or Texas Tech, in my opinion. And I guess maybe Duke, but mostly Gonzaga or Texas Tech. In the East, yeah. legitimately, like, Baylor could obviously win the region. Kentucky could win the region. Purdue could win. UCLA could win. I think St. Mary's could win the region. You know, like, I think St. Mary's mm-hmm. is that good. We just saw Virginia Tech, who was the 11 seed, go on a run. They go and they beat Duke. I mean, you know, Texas, offensively, there's more questions, but defensively, there's they're very good. So I think there's a lot of teams. I mean, Murray State. Murray State only has yeah. two losses the entire season. Mm-hmm. They're like thirty and two. So I I think this is my I think this is probably my favorite region actually. This um, is absolutely my favorite region. I was just about to yeah, say that. Yeah, I think it's my favorite region. Absolutely. And so I guess where I where I'm gonna start here because there's a lot of ways I can go with this, but that that pod with the five twelve and the four thirteen is super interesting to me um, because. Well, I guess, first of all, you know, it seems like a 12 seed wins, like one 12 seed wins every year. 
But honestly, yeah. I don't I don't see a 12 seed winning. Like I'm I'm going through, mm-hmm. I'm looking at all the 12 well, seeds. I yeah. don't I can tell you Trevor, it won't like, be in this region. It's not going to be Akron. There's no way. I don't think I, I I don't see a 12 seed. Yeah, so in, in this region, it, uh Wyoming and Indiana play in the the first four and like Indiana's a really good team. They're a great team. They I think Indiana is the best 12 seed of all of the 12 seeds that there are because I mean with Trace Jackson Davis like and you know the way he's been playing recently I think Indiana's dangerous and if they like if Indiana for instance if Indiana was the 12 seed in the south and they got Houston which obviously they won it cuz then Illinois is the 4 seed you know Big 10 teams but like Indiana I might pick to beat Houston but against St. Mary's I just really love St. Mary's and St. Mary's to me is one of the best teams in college basketball and I don't think I can pick them to beat St. Mary's but um, Indian is really good. And then that could potentially set up a 4-5 that would be absolutely incredible between UCLA and St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. In the second round, which to me, those are two of the best, like, 12 teams in the country, I think. Like, UCLA, I think, I mean, they, you know, they lost by Arkansas, they lost to Arizona by eight points, but they're really good. Obviously, they went to a Final Four last year. UCLA is really good. St. Mary's, I, I just love their team. They beat Gonzaga once this year. Um, so that matchup, I really hope that happens, I'm, and I think it will happen uh, in the second round. Other than that, I mean, Virginia Tech, that's another team that I picked the upset. I picked them to beat Texas, but everyone's picking that, right? Like, everyone's picking Virginia yeah. Tech. Um, yep. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll stop there to get some of your thoughts. Uh, what, what do you think about this region? Yeah, so first let me, let me back up. I made a mistake. I said Akron was a 12 seed or a 13 seed. Not my fault. My computer, the, <laughs> the screen was blurry. The, the stream is blurry. And plus, I feel like the playing game is not usually a 12-seed game, but that's okay. Um, but, I again, I agree with everything you said in terms of this is my favorite bracket. I think there's a lot happening here. And like you said, I, there's a lot of teams that I think could come out of this because Baylor is a one-seed. Yes, I like Baylor, and they're, they're the uh, defending champs. But they've shown that they have some issues. Like, they're not they're not as good as they were last year, in my opinion. So they're definitely vulnerable. Um the, I mean, the first thing when I look at the, this region, the first thing that, that comes to mind that, that, that I see is that, that 7-10 Murray State-San Francisco. Hate that matchup. I hate when the selection committee does that, puts two mid-majors against each other. Um, in my mind, I look at it as, well, they don't, want, they don't want both those teams to beat power conference teams because it's all about the money. It's all about the eyes on the game. That's just my fan of two mid-major bias, I guess. Um, plus, that's a team. That's a matchup. Trevor Murray State, San Francisco. Honestly, I might have picked both of them to win if they are not playing each other, um, just because I think they're both fun to watch. So that that game, I'm super excited for. I will make sure I'm watching that game on on Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. I will make sure I will make an attempt to watch that game because I think it's gonna be an awesome game. And I, the reason why I love that so much is because I think Murray State's gonna win that game, and then that gives you probably most likely a Murray State Kentucky second round matchup battle for Kentucky. In a game that Kentucky in a million years would never want to play because Kentucky wins absolutely nothing from that matchup. They, it's lose-lose for them in that matchup because they're either supposed to beat Murray State or they're going to get embarrassed by an inferior team within their state. I cannot wait for that. Hopefully that game will happen. Um, and, you know, Trevor, a little teaser. I may or may not pick Murray State in that, in that game. And that might be stupid because I know Kentucky's really good, but I would love nothing more than to watch Murray State beat Kentucky in, in the second round if that were to happen. I think it'd be phenomenal. I'm very high on Murray State. Um, Virginia Tech, I agree with you. They're one of those teams where it's like, well, they're hot coming in. I will be picking them to beat Texas. Texas is one of those teams that's like, eh, 21-11. Honestly, not an impressive six seed in the slightest, in my opinion. 
Um, and then, again, the whole thing with St. Mary's, you kind of already covered. I don't need to cover that anymore. North Carolina, one of those teams that's like an eight seed. I feel like they could have maybe been a little, a couple seeds higher than an eight. Um, I would most likely be picking them over Marquette. Um, so, again, that, that kind of leads that second and third round in this region, this East region. There's a lot that could happen. I could see Virginia Tech making a Sweet 16. I could see them knocking off a Purdue in the second round, something like that. I could Again, I already told you I would love to see Murray State make a Sweet 16. Um, I could see, you know, St. Mary's making a run at it. I could see Baylor losing a second-round game to North Carolina, possibly. So there's a lot going on in this region, and I'm super excited because I do think there's always kind of that one region, in my opinion, that is kind of just a disaster. My bracket's all red everywhere. This might be the, there. That might be this region this year, and I, and I really hope that happens because it'll, it'll make for awesome TV. Yeah, so the Murray State-San Fran game, because I agree with you, that that's like a must-watch game on Thursday night. Um, it's awesome, awesome. Yeah, like Murray State, they have two losses on the entire year. One of them is to mm-hmm. Auburn, who is a two seed. They lost to them on the road, seventy-one to fifty-eight, um, in a game that you know they didn't really shoot that well. Um, like it looks like Tevin Brown had a decent game for them. But KJ Williams struggled a little bit more, but they just you know didn't seem like they really shot that well in that game. And then the only other time they lost was to East Tennessee State, which was in November. Um, so since the Auburn game, which took place uh, December 22nd, they haven't lost since that game. Yeah. Uh, they've rolled yeah. through their conference. Uh, they beat yep. Memphis uh, back in December. And then outside of that, I mean, yeah, it's a mid-major conference. I get it, right? Like, it, they're not mm-hmm. playing in the Big Ten. But, like, they have, they have at least a few teams that aren't, you know, they're not pushovers. Like, you have Belmont in that conference. You have Moorhead State in that conference. To never lose – in your conference, I mean, that certainly says something to me. So I think they're going to beat San Francisco um, in a tough game. And, hey, if, if you want to pick Murray State, if anyone listening wants to pick Murray State to beat Kentucky, I, I won't be, you know, screaming saying, no way, no yeah. way you can do that. I, I might do it. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't think I will do it necessarily. Yeah. But, you know, totally understand it. Um, I, you got to take a chance every once in a while. You got to take a yeah, chance. Yeah, you got to take a chance, right? Because absolutely. there's there's going to be a shocker. Like, whether it's yeah, Murray absolutely. State over Kentucky in this region, whether it's Davidson over Duke in the, in the West region, mm-hmm. like, something like that is going to happen. Vermont over Arkansas, like, one of these big shocks are going to happen. So, as far as the upsets in this region, um, I mean, Virginia Tech – how can you even call that an upset? Like, that's the one I have, but how can you even yeah. call that an upset? I, I, I I'll be know. shocked if they don't win that game, honestly. Yeah. I'll be surprised if they don't win. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Texas, they're just, like, inconsistent. I'm not sure. Like, sometimes they look good. Sometimes, I don't know. I, I've been a little disappointed by Texas this season. I thought they were going to be much better. But, yeah, I think Virginia Tech will win that game. Uh, you have Purdue-Yale. You know, we always, we often get these Ivy League teams that, you know, can pull an upset here or there, obviously. Uh, the Ivy League did not participate in the tournament last year, unfortunately, so we didn't get to see you know one of these teams in it. But Yale is in it this year. They're a very solid team. Uh, you know they have some ta- a talented guard. I forget his name. It's like a name I can't really pronounce, but they have like a really talented guard on their team. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think like I read a stat that said like of the last, I think a 14 seed has upset a three seed like each of the last four four years, I think, or something like Jeez. that. So if yeah. I were to pick a 14 seed to win, which I don't think I'll be doing, I would pick mm-hmm. Yale. I think Yale is would probably, you? like of the 14 seeds, I think Yale is the most likely 14 seed 
uh, to win. Because uh, I look at like mm-hmm. like Montana State, no shot they're beating Texas Tech. Longwood, uh, <laughs> beating Tennessee, eh, I, I don't think so. And then you have Colgate against Wisconsin. We'll get to those regions. But, I, I mean, Colgate does shoot well. So I guess we could talk about that a little bit more. But Yale's probably the most likely uh, 14 seed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of this region as far as who I think is going to win it. Again, there's so many teams that I think can win it. I really think UCLA can make a run. I really Absolutely. do. Um, or St. Mary's could. Like, either one of them, theoretically, could beat Baylor. Baylor, as good as they've looked, they have some injuries um, there and some inconsistencies. So so we'll see uh, what happens there. But should be a very fun region. Again, my favorite region in the whole bracket. Uh, any more thoughts on the East, Ben? No, I think I'm. I, again, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic region. It's awesome. Um, I, I hope, and I think there's gonna be a lot of parity in that one. I really do. But I, I think we're good to move on to the. Uh, let's go south. We can go to the south region next. Yes, sir. All right. So to the south, uh, we got Arizona is the one seed in this bracket. Villanova is the two. I was a little upset to see that Arizona and Villanova were in the same region because um, I don't know. These are those are two of my favorite teams to watch. Um, yeah. personally, Arizona probably being my favorite team to watch and then Villanova. Um, I saw someone make the comparison of like Villanova as like the New England Patriots of college basketball. And you know, the New England Patriots have six Super Bowls. They're, you know, they were in the AFC championship or the Super Bowl every single year. Villanova's not quite that, but I don't I don't fully hate the comparison. Like Villanova, they are a model of consistency. And Colin mm-hmm. Gillespie, similar to Tom Brady, is like the ultimate closer. I mean, Colin Gillespie's Incredible. I mean, they probably have the best. And he's been there for like thirty years. Yeah, he's been there for a while. Um, you know, and Justin Moore in the backcourt. So, and Jay wrote Jay Wright is the coach. I guess he could be like the the Bill Belichick. I think he might be a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, more interesting of a person. More, uh, you know, <laughs> better dresser. <laughs> better more dresser. Yeah, more into fashion yeah. than Bill Belichick. He's not wearing hoodies. He's wearing nice suits. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is another interesting region. Um, I think to start here, uh, in this region, um, Ohio State fans listening, I'm picking against you guys. I think Loyola Chicago uh, is going to beat Ohio State. Um, I I did watch Loyola Chicago a little bit more this past week. And yes, they don't have the same level of, like, star power, I guess. Like, not that they had stars, I guess, but... They don't have the same level of talent, maybe you could say, but it's it's a very similar team. Like it's it's very similar yeah. the way they play, uh, the the culture that they have on defense, uh, that they have. I think, and they're very consistent. Like Ohio State, I think is very inconsistent. You know, Malachi Branham, who I love, if he is shooting well, if he's having a great shooting night and he's playing well, Ohio State can beat a lot of teams. But if he's not, then you're you know you're relying a lot on EJ Liddell, um, and then the other guys usually don't pick up the pieces. It's kind of like EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham are bust for the most part with Ohio State. So I just trust Loyola Chicago to win that matchup more. Um, you know we got Michigan Colorado State uh, in a six eleven. Uh, Colorado State's been a team I've hyped up kind of all year. I I thought they were going to be really good in the preseason preseason, and uh, they have been pretty darn good um but yeah this this region i mean other than loyal chicago again it's it's just like hard to find upsets chattanooga is a very fun team um they had the buzzer beater in their i think conference title game i want to say they're a very fun team mm-hmm. i'm excited to watch that game against illinois 
Um, but I don't know, Ben, what do you think about this region? Uh, I guess, what are your main takeaways from it? Yeah, so I agree with you. I'm, I'm having a hard time finding upsets in this in this region. Now, I agree with you. I, I will be taking Loyola, Chicago over Ohio State, but I think a lot of people are, so I don't even know if I necessarily call that a huge upset. Like, oh, I've talked to multiple people that are like, yeah, of course Loyola, Chicago is going to beat Ohio State. Um, so I don't know if that's we're, we're being too high on Loyola or not being high enough on Ohio State. Yes, I get it. Loyola Chicago doesn't have Porter Moser anymore. He's at he's at Oklahoma. So we got a new coach. Don't even know what his name is. Um, but I still think, yeah, like you said, they kind of still have some of that DNA from from years past, where I think they can get it done against Ohio State in the first round. Um, the Michigan thing, I already said earlier. I don't even think they should have been in the tournament. That's just my opinion. Maybe you could look at it and go Juwan Howard revenge tour. They're going to win this game. They're going to get to a Sweet 16, something like that. I am probably going to pick them, at least in one of my brackets, to win. Just because, again, they're one of those teams where it's like, if they beat Colorado State, then it's kind of like, well, duh, they beat Colorado State. I mean, they're, they are capable of being a good team. I mean, they're a preseason Final Four for a lot of people. So they are capable of being a good team, and they have talent. Um, it's just they've been so inconsistent this year that it's one of those where it's like, I just don't know what Michigan team I'm going to get this year, or this, this matchup. I have no idea. And Colorado State, like you said, they're a good team, and they've and people have been high on them all year, Trevor. Like you said, you being one of them. Um, so that's one of those things where I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Wouldn't be surprised if Michigan plays like garbage and they lose, or I wouldn't be surprised if they win by 15 points and it's like, well, of course they won. They played in the Big Ten all year. They're still a good team. So I don't know. I'm probably gonna pay. I'll probably pick them one of my brackets to win that game. Um, but the rest of them, I don't know. Chattanooga, I can't see beating Illinois. I, I agree with you. They're a fun team to watch. That buzzer beater was awesome, but. They're not beating Illinois. UAB over Houston. I want to pick that matchup. I really do. But Houston's good, man. Houston's a good team. They've been, I mean, and I've been high on them for multiple years now. I think they're a good team. And, yes, they're in the American, not that impressive of a conference. But I don't know. I, I would love to pick UAB. I really would. But I have a hard time pulling the trigger on that one. I really do. I might because, like I said, I feel like i got to pick a 12 over 5 somewhere, and I don't know where else it's going to be. But – I don't know. I, I like Houston a lot. I'm very high on Houston. So that that's a tough one to me. Um, so, yeah, I, upsets are hard to come by, in my opinion, in, in this region. I don't know where, they're, where it's going to happen. It, it will happen. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to have all chalk in this conference or in this region, excuse me. But I don't know. I have, I'm going to have a hard time picking the right one because I don't, I, I don't really know other than Loyal. I don't know who, who is capable of beating the, the uh, higher seed. Um, so I don't I don't know it, it's it's an interesting bracket definitely I agree with you I'm not thrilled of Arizona and Villanova being in the same region because I like both of them and I I could easily see both either one of them going to the final four and maybe you're listening to that going well duh they're the one and two seed but hey leave me alone all right that's just what I think they're both I, I like them both a lot they're fun to root for um, so this is a tough region for me it is and it's probably gonna be just looking at my notes it might be my chalkiest region in term in terms of the higher seeds winning, at least the first couple rounds, because I'm scared to pick a lot of those upsets. I really am, so I don't know. We'll see. Again, st- still a good region, still a lot of very interesting storylines, but I have a hard time finding uh, multiple upsets in the, in this this part of the bracket. Yeah, I, I think it's full of chalk. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, you can never be confident in that, obviously, because you never know. It's that no. way tournament, but I th- I think gonna, it is yeah. full of chalk. Uh, and and one more thing on Loyola Chicago, their coach. Uh, happens to be Drew Valentine, who is the brother of former Michigan State Spartan player. Is he really? Denzel, Denzel Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. No way. I didn't know that. Yes. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. 
So he he's their coach, yeah. So that's that's another thing. Well, now um, I gotta pull for Loyola Chicago because yeah. you know I'm a Spartan at heart. I guess Brandon's not here, so I don't really care about them this week. But when he's here next week, I'll be a Spartan at heart for sure. <laughs> yeah. So so that'll be fun. Uh, Little Chicago Villanova. That would be a fun second round matchup. But yeah, I think it's a lot of chalk. I think the top four seeds in this region are are really solid. Um, you know, very much in my opinion, are the best four teams in the region, uh, Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee, and Illinois. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, have, ch- I have a lot of shock in this region. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty much all i got to say. So uh, Also, last yeah. thing on this region real, real quick, uh, shout-out to Longwood. Never heard of that school. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what state it is. I couldn't tell you what their colors are, Trevor. I couldn't tell you what their nickname is. I feel like typically I've heard of this school when, they, when they're in the tournament. This is one school I have never once in my life heard anyone talk about Longwood University or University of Longwood or I don't, maybe it's a college. I don't even know if it's a university. So shout out to them. I couldn't tell you what conference they're in, Trevor. I know nothing about them. So you know what? I'm glad they're there. I will be excited to watch them because it's a new school that I've never heard of before. Yeah. So I, I know they're in. I think they're in Virginia. I'm pretty sure. I have. I have no um, idea, man. I. I mean, I'm, I'll look it up. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're in Virginia. It's in. Yeah, it's in Virginia. Longdale but, or Longwood University. But yeah, I mean, they, they're not a team that makes the tournament very often. So, just good for them. I, I, th- yeah. That's one of those teams where it's like it's a cool story. It, it, they get it, good for them. They'll get they'll get the spotlight for a little bit, um, and it'd be awesome if they could make that game close because that'd for be sure. an awesome story. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, to the final region we go, the Midwest. Um, you know, this region is where I could see at least some more upsets. I guess. Um, I guess one of my favorite matchups in this region is that 413 Providence, South Dakota State, uh, the Jackrabbits. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, I think, the best three-point shooting team in the country. You know, they, they can light it up. They score a lot of points. Uh, Providence um, is a very – so they've been a very good team all year, but a lot of their games have been by very close margins. Like, they, they are – I mean, they play well in the last couple of minutes – but they barely survive in a lot of these games, you know, which which part of me, you know, I guess starts to think that maybe they aren't as good as uh, their record says or their seed even says, maybe. Um, my instinct is that South Dakota State will win this game. Um, I think I am going to pick South Dakota State to win this game. Now, the only thing that has me hesitant about that is uh, Providence is probably their best player, Nate Watson, uh, their big man. I think it's probably going to give South Dakota State some problems, but ultimately, I just think the offense of South Dakota State, the shooting, uh, I, I think it's going to be too much for Providence. I, I watched Providence a couple times. They've been kind of inconsistent. They go on these runs here or there, um, and they do have some pretty solid guards, but I, I don't know. It, it just seems like they, they kind of like, it seems like they're, they're kind of like microwave scores, microwave type players, and I, I'm just – I have a gut instinct that South Dakota State's going to win this game. Uh, Iowa-Richmond, we talked about this one before the podcast. Richmond, you know, good for them getting to the tournament, but they were, what, the sixth best, best team in the A-10. Yep. Is that correct, man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so six seed. Six seed in the A-10. Uh, going against Iowa, I mean, just a team that scores a lot of points. Um, I think it's going to be very tough. I mean, and you have Keegan Murray, who's one of the best athletes – uh, and one of the best players, frankly, in college basketball, Keegan Murray, is probably like, I don't know, top five in the running for like Naismith Player of the Year, Wooden Award, whatever you want to call. You know, uh, he he's really good, and he's probably a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Um, also, one of my favorite players in general. I, I liked him last year. So, 
I don't really see much trouble for Iowa there, um, but I like South Coast State in the upset. Other than that, Iowa State is a team I like really early in the year, but lately they just have not been playing so well. So honestly, like that LSU-Iowa State game, I think, I think I actually would pick Iowa State, but honestly I don't know because there's a lot of uncertainty with both of those teams. Iowa State hasn't been playing as well. Um, obviously, Will Wade is now out as the coach at LSU. He's, he's no longer there. So there's some uncertainty with LSU. They also haven't been playing as well uh, to close the season. Um, and then I mentioned that 314 matchup, I think briefly earlier, Colgate's a 14 seed going against Wisconsin. Um, again, like Colgate's a team where if they are shooting very well, if they are hot, then they can beat you. And I think last year, I don't think they won last year, but I think they were giving, I forget who they were playing, but they gave a team a real scare last year and almost beat them. Um, in the first game, and that's something that could happen again with Colgate. I mean, Johnny Davis uh, is a player that Wisconsin's very reliant on at times, uh, so that could be very interesting. But, uh, you know, I think this is another pretty solid region. I also like that 8-9 matchup, San Diego State-Creighton. I think that one will be fun. Uh, but, Ben, uh, what are some of your uh, thoughts on the Midwest? Yeah, so the first team that jumps out to me are, are the uh, the Miami Hurricanes, 10 seed. I, I, I will be picking them over USC. Um, and maybe that's just biased because of their showing in, in the ACC tournament. But, I mean, people have been high on them all year in the ACC. And I'll tell you, I mean, Dayton played them earlier this year in the Thanksgiving tournament in the first round of, of uh, in Orlando, and they were garbage. I was not high on Miami. But I've, I've kind of kept up with them throughout the year, at least as much as I, I typically would for a team I'm not a fan of. I'm, I like them. I do. So I will be picking them over USC. I will be picking that 10-7 matchup. Um, and, again, maybe that's my my bias, East Coast bias, because I don't watch the Pac-12. I don't watch the USC nearly as much as other schools. Um, but I, I do like Miami. I like I like them in that game for sure. I will be, I will be picking that upset. Um, I also – I more than likely will be picking Iowa State over LSU. Like you said, with the whole Will Wade, Will Wade thing, he's a cheater. We know he's a cheater. VCU breeds cheaters. We've known this. That's not a surprise. We're anti-VCU podcast. Uh, we don't like Will Wade. I also just – Iowa State, one of those teams that had very low expectations. They exceeded them early. They kind of cooled off, but they still had a, a good year, and they had a year that was a lot better than what people thought they would they would have. They were not in any, you know, in any case supposed to make this tournament. So the fact that they made it as an 11 seed, I like Iowa State. I will more than likely be picking Iowa State in that matchup. Um, the whole Richmond-Iowa thing we said before the podcast, I like Richmond. Any other matchup, and I might pick them. They got everything you need in a team that's going to that's gonna make a run. They're, they're, they're experienced. They're battle-tested. They have a good coach in Chris Mooney. But I can't I can't pick them over Iowa. Iowa's coming off the Big Ten championship. I, uh, I just can't. I got to pick Iowa in that matchup. Um, and then, again, the, the, the final thought with this region is Kansas is a good team. I mean, obviously, again, they're a one seed, like no dub, but – I like Kansas a lot, and obviously I've watched them a little bit. I watched them uh, lose to the University of Dayton Flyers. No big deal. Um, but they are a good team. I think they have a lot of talent. What's the guy's name? Um, I can't pronounce his last name. Trevor on Kansas, their best player. What's his Ochaya name? Ochaya Obaji. Yeah, Obaji or whatever. He's a, he's a fantastic player, a freak athlete. He's been there, he's been there for like three years now because I can remember a couple years ago when Dayton played them in Maui, he was there. Um, so he, at this point, he's experienced. He's a, he's a fantastic player, a freak athlete. I like Kansas a lot. In this region, um, I think they're a really good team, or a really good team, and I think they're a fun team to watch. And typically, I'm not a huge fan of Kansas, but I like a lot what Bill Self has done with this team, and I think they are very, very capable of, of getting to the final four and, and maybe even winning this whole tournament. Um, 
So again, in this in this region, I, I got more upsets in this region than maybe in in the uh, the South region. But I still think when it comes down to it, you're probably gonna get at least in my opinion, you're probably gonna get a Kansas um, possibly winning this region. One thing I guess I haven't touched on Auburn. I like Auburn and I like Bruce Pearl a lot, but I don't know Trevor. I I have questions about them. It's again, it's kind of their consistency. They've only lost five games this year, but a couple of those games, like their guard play, I don't know it. it they they're a type of team where at home I like them a lot, but on the road or even in neutral games like this, I don't know how I feel about them. I think them playing at home and, and they had a great atmosphere this year was very beneficial to them. I'm worried about their capability of playing these neutral games. Not to mention two day two two days or two games in four days. I don't know. I just don't know if they're necessarily built a, a team built for a tournament like this. In my opinion, again, what do I know? I've watched them barely any this year. But that's just from what I've seen of them. That's my takeaway. So I'm not – they're probably – honestly, I'm not as high on them as probably any other two seed. In my opinion, they're probably my least um, – I guess my my lowest two seed in terms of their ability to, to maybe win the region. That's just my opinion on Auburn. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, I mean, for Auburn, it's, it's really their guard play. I just can't get there. I mean, like – yeah. Wendell Green, uh, you know, he's been pretty inconsistent. Uh, Katie Johnson, like, I don't know. Like, let's see, Katie Johnson's shooting like 39% from the field this year. Wendell Green's shooting 36%. I mean, they rely on they rely so much on Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. I mean, Jabari Smith mostly on the offensive end. Walker Kessler uh, on the defensive end, getting a lot of blocks, steals, rebounding the ball. And then Jabari Smith just being absolutely insane being a six foot ten uh, guy who can shoot threes and stretch the floor, and then he can get to the basket and dunk, and he can go coast to coast and block shots. He's probably I, at this point, and I gotta do you know more research, but at this point, I think Jabari Smith would be my number one pick in the NBA draft. But mm-hmm. I'm just worried about the guard play for them. I mean, watching them a few times, I, I I just don't know if I can get there with Auburn. They're good, you know. They have a they'll have a chance in every game they play out for sure. Uh, but it, it is tough for me to fully get there with them. Uh, but, you know, for me, I think that's pretty much it with the Midwest. Um, I think we can probably move on to our uh, final four picks and uh, title prediction Let's to round it. it out here. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. You want to you right, cool. start? So, yeah, I, I will start. Um, I went with my – so I just picked, again, like I said at the beginning, like I, I made like a gut instinct bracket, and I'm, you know – I'm still pretty confident in my final four. I might, well, actually, I'm not switching around any other picks because it's my, you know, I'll make a second bracket. I'm not going to switch anything from the first, the gun instinct bracket. But uh, my final four, I'm still fairly confident in. Um, In the West, I have Gonzaga. I have them beating Texas Tech to get to the final four. In the East, I have UCLA, actually, in my final four. I think UCLA is going to go through St. Mary's, Baylor, and Kentucky to get to the Final Four. A little bit of a gauntlet there, but I think UCLA can do it again, which would set up a rematch uh, of last year's Final Four. And, and you know, it's it's pretty unlikely. Like, in reality, it probably won't actually happen because how often do we see rematches like that? But I don't know. I look at that region, and I think UCLA is going to come out of it. I just, I just do. I think they've been playing really well. Uh, in the South, I have Arizona. Um, I've just loved Arizona all year. Like, it's it's just tough to pick against them for me. I love Arizona. And then in the Midwest, I actually have Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin um, really? is going to beat Auburn. And I think um, if someone doesn't beat Kansas before them, I think they will beat Kansas. 
okay. Johnny Davis just in big games, big moments. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's awesome. And, you know, they have a lot of experience. So I think, and I think they're also the best team in the Big Ten, probably, um, overall. So, you know, I, I think, it, you know, Big Ten has nine teams in there. I thought it was only right to put a Big Ten team in there. And just in general, I think they're going to come out of the region. So that's my final four um, in the national championship. I have Gonzaga facing Arizona, and I have Arizona okay. taking the whole thing. Okay. Arizona uh, is my title pick. You know, yes. The Kirk Reza thing, like he, he he was out during the tournament. Uh, we don't know for sure when he's going to come back. He is the starting point guard for Arizona. However, they have uh, a certain player by the name of Daylon Terry, who is a really unique player. I think could be an interesting draft prospect. Not this year, but maybe next year. Uh, he's a really interesting. Like I think he's like six eight six nine. He kind of can step in and be like a like a. I don't know. I don't want to compare him to like Draymond Green or anything because Draymond Green's in- incredible. But the way he can set his teammates up is really good. They have Ben Matherin, who's a great scoring guard. They have Christian Coloco, who's a dominant big man. I just really love this Arizona team. And I think, uh, unfortunately, Gonzaga is going to play runner-up once again. Okay, interesting. So, so you have Arizona taken down Gonzaga. Gonzaga, again, for, for at least in your opinion, not getting over that hump. Last year I thought was their year. I think everything lined up for them perfectly last year. They couldn't do it. You think they're going to lose again in the championship. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, and it, you could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Again, I haven't watched as much college basketball as I usually do this year. But isn't Arizona's coach a, a Mark Few disciple? Is that am I correct there? Yep. Tommy, yep, Tommy is, Lloyd. Is it Lloyd? Tommy yep. Lloyd. Did he come from Tommy Gonzaga? Lloyd. Yeah, he was a Gonzaga assistant. Oh, man. Yes, sir. That would be an aw- That would be an awesome championship game. That would. Okay, Trevor. I love your Final Four. I do. I ha- I have some differences though. I actually I have a couple differences. Okay. In my opinion, in the West. Okay. I think the Elite Eight's going to be, I agree with you, I think it's going to be Gonzaga, it's going to be Texas Tech, but Trevor, I love Texas Tech, I do, and I don't really know why, I've talked about them on this podcast before, I like Mark Adams, it's his first year there, and maybe it's just one of those where it's like big middle finger to uh, Chris Beard for leaving, but I think Texas Tech's going to make the Final Four. I've seen them beat Baylor, they're able to win big games, and yes, Gonzaga is a fantastic team, I get that, Drew Timmy's a baller, not to mention you got players like Andrew Nebhard and other, and other role players, but... I like Texas Tech a lot, so I'm going to pick Texas Tech to come out of that West region. Man, just mix it up a little bit. Why not? Go go with the three seed there, okay? My In the East, again, I said this is my favorite region. I, I'm having such a hard time, and again, I haven't filled out a bracket yet, so I have teams. I have an idea, and I have teams circled of who I think, but I'm kind of going off the cuff here. I'm kind of just I'm kind of just going for it. I agree with you, Trevor. I'm going to go UCLA. I am. I had them circled. I'm going to go UCLA. Um, I think... Baylor's going to get bounced in the second round to North Carolina. That's just my guess. I'm just going to go with it. Really? Um, wow. I, th- I, think, I think Virginia Tech is going to make a run. I think I'm probably going to have them beating Purdue in the second round. I think they'll get bounced, or they will bounce Purdue. Again, just what I'm going off of. Um, so I do think I'm going to have to go UCLA, though. I, I think UCLA is, is going to bounce, I guess that would be North Carolina in the Sweet 16 to get to the Elite Eight. And then, honestly, I might take Virginia Tech. Why not? 11 seed to get to the Elite Eight as well. Um, but I, I'm going to pick UCLA. Next to him, Trevor, I wrote in my notes, I wrote run, question mark, as in I think they're capable. They're built to go on a run. I think they can do it. So I'm going to, why not? Let's let's run it back. Final Four last year. I think they'll do it again. I'm going to take them to the Final Four again this year. Uh, shout out Mick Cronin, Cincinnati legend. Um, moving on to the South. I love Arizona, Trevor. I have no issues there. I'm going to pick Arizona to win to win this region. 
Um, again, I think Tommy Lloyd's done a fantastic year. They're the youngest team in the country in terms of playing experience, in terms of the amount of freshmen, whatever it is. I don't think that's – I'm not that concerned about it because, again, it's a big-time program with a big-time coach. I think they know what they're doing. I, I don't have a whole lot of issues in picking a, a almost all-freshman team to get to the Final Four. I think they can do it. Um, and then last region, the Midwest. Again, I, I've had – I've had some debates on this one, but I'm I'm very high on Kansas, so I'm I'm gonna go with Kansas again in the in the Midwest, um, in this region. Again, I I like they have a lot of talent. They have everything that you need to make a run to the Final Four, in my opinion. They have shooters, they have point guards, um, and the point guards are so valuable, at least in my opinion, in in this tournament because when things get close, it's it's every team you're playing is a good team. Okay, so if you're gonna take some shots, you gotta have a point guard that's able to settle your team down. It's a game of runs. The other team's gonna make a run. I think Kansas has the ability um, in all different positions to be successful and to and to beat any team that comes their way, at least in this region. So I'm going to take Kansas in this region. I had Iowa underlined as in I think they could maybe do it, but I don't know. Um, five, They were the five seed in the, in the Big Ten. They weren't even a top four team in the Big Ten in the regular season. I don't know what Iowa team I'm going to get. Um, I'm going to take... I'm going to take uh, Kansas in that region. Okay, so I'm kind of just going – again, I'm going with the flow here. So that leaves me with Texas Tech versus UCLA on the one side, and then I got – who do I Who do I have? Arizona versus Arizona Kansas, Kansas on the other side. Okay, so you know what, Trevor, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Texas Tech in the final. They're going to beat UCLA in a 3-4 matchup in the final four on that left side of the bracket. And on the right side, Trevor, I agree with you. I'm going Arizona, and I'm picking Arizona to win this whole thing. I love Arizona. I've been high on them, Trevor. I told you before we started recording. I thought I was. I thought I was going to be kind of on the in the minority in terms of picking Arizona to win this whole thing. But I've seen a lot of experts pick them to win this whole thing. So now I'm not as happy yeah. with my pick. But I love them. I'm going to be rooting for them for whatever reason. I'm just a fan of them. I like yes. watching them play. I got I got Arizona over Texas Tech, and hopefully, what would be a fantastic matchup there. Yeah, Arizona is so fun. I feel like pick, in picking them that I'm being biased because I actually like really love I watching love them. them so much. Love them. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm super excited to watch them. Like usually when when they had Sean Miller, I just he came from Xavier. I hated Sean Miller, so I was always I always liked rooting against them. But for whatever reason, I just I love them this year. They're fun to watch. I haven't seen a lot of them because again, Pac-12, but they won their pack. They won their conference. They're just a really fun team to watch. Um, and again, they came in. I don't think they had super high expectations this year i could be wrong but i don't think anybody thought they'd be a no. one seed um so i love that story of them getting to the championship and maybe winning with this super young team it's awesome i think it's great for college basketball and i'd love to see that happen i really would yeah i like your final four you had i mean you, you. you kind of in a sense you had more shakeups than i did uh it looks like you had i know more man ups. it's kind of more upsets uh with some fun, of your man. games I, mean, so I, I like to see that i like the texas tech pick uh, i considered it for sure um, so yeah, I, I think it's a pretty solid final four. I could totally see that happening. It's just, it's just fun. And again, I, I, I love this tournament so much. And it's one of those things where I said this a thousand times, but I haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball this year. And I, I think I've said before, the reason might be because the Bengals went way longer into the season than they usually do. So I have watched less college basketball because I was watching, I was so focused on the Bengals until mid February, but I think this is a fantastic bracket. I said at the beginning of the podcast, I I'm super excited. These are seriously like. This Thursday and Friday are like the two best days of the year, in my opinion, because you got basketball essentially for 12 hours both days. And then you basically do the same thing on Saturday and Sunday. It's just – it's phenomenal. It's, and, and, again, it's, I think it's the best time of the year, at least in terms of sports. Um, the, the NCAA tournament is everything that you could ever want in sports because it's just a bunch of chaos. And really, I mean, seriously, I don't want to say anybody has a chance, but there's a lot of teams that – 
could do a lot of awesome things, and it's a, a bunch of cool storylines. Um, I'm just so excited. If you can't tell, I'm so excited. I, I, I can't wait. I'm so upset that it's Monday. Like I said, as we're recording, there's no basketball on because I'm even excited for these playing games. I think these playing games are going to be fun starting tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so it's going to be great. Uh, Trevor, any final thoughts? Or are, are, are we good to wrap it up? We went a little bit longer than I thought. I thought we'd, I didn't what? think we'd go this long, but honestly, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what? Last thing. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'll go first, so you're going to have a little bit of time to think about this. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, I want you to pick a dark horse, a team that's seeded five, like five seed or lower that you think could okay. make the final four. Uh, you can think about it while I okay. give my team and I go I through go my ahead. thought process. Yes, go ahead. So I always like to think about this because it pretty much always happens, right? Like last year, we got an 11 seed. We got UCLA. We, we get a lot of 11 seeds. Um, we, you know, we get some seven seeds here or there that make a run to the final four. Um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So I had a few different options. Like I considered St. Mary's as a five seed. Um, you know, I, I, Virginia Tech, yes, they've been very good. Like I, I get the hype, stuff like that. But when I'm looking through here and I'm trying to find a team that's seeded like five seed or lower, I, mm-hmm. I can't help but keep going back to Murray State. Like, I, I keep yeah. going back to Murray State, and I look at them, how well they've been playing, and, like, looking at their path. Like, if they can – okay, so Kentucky, that's a big one. If they beat them, which they totally could, then that sets up a matchup where they're either playing Purdue, Virginia Tech, or Texas. All, all teams are beatable. Like, Purdue Purdue hasn't really impressed me in general this season. I don't I, – I think they're mm-hmm. good. They're certainly good. They're three-seed. But, you know, they're beatable. And then in the Elite Eight, yes, you're going up against a really good team in either like a Baylor or a UCLA or St. Mary's. But I think those games are winnable. So if I were to pick a team uh, seated five or lower, I think my team would be Murray State. That's a potential. I don't know if you call a Cinderella. and I don't know if a seven seed could be a Cinderella. Probably not. But if I'm picking a, a dark horse to make a Final Four, my team would be uh, Murray State. All right, Trevor, you're putting me on the spot, and I like that Murray State pick because, like I said, I'm probably biased. I'm gonna probably gonna pick them at least in one bracket to be Kentucky. And if they can be Kentucky, they can beat anyone. So I agree with you there. Um, you know what I'll do? Because Brandon's not here, I'll I'll be respectful. I gotta go with his boy Tom Izzo. Then if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, I gotta go Michigan State. Okay, because I like I said, I, I will probably be picking them to beat Duke at least one of my brackets if they can beat Duke. Looking at that, then they're probably playing, I guess, Texas Tech, who I love. Okay, but they can beat Texas Tech. Or in Alabama, maybe. Okay, they. I mean, they can. They've had an iffy year, but you got Tom Izzo. Okay, they have talent. They can do it. Um, so if you're gonna make me pick one of these higher seeds, I like I like Michigan State a lot just because again they're a seven seed, but they're capable of playing as well as a, a three or four seed. I mean, or even a two seed. They can. I mean, they that's their ceiling. They can play with on Duke's level. It's not like they're incapable of beating a one or a two seed. They can do it. Um, so if you're going to make me do it, I, I guess I'll be boring. I'll go Michigan State. Brandon will be thrilled to, he- to hear that, um, as I know for a fact he'll be listening to this. And if he doesn't, I will call him out on it. Um, but why not? I mean, Tom Izzo, my boy, I'm a Spartan for life. I'll, I'll go Michigan State, Trevor, if you're going to make me pick one off the bat. All right. So- sounds good to me. Okay. All right, Trevor. I-, I had fun. I think this was a really good episode. I will say I remember Trevor um, a couple years ago. When it was just you and Brandon, right when the podcast started, I guess it would have been 2019. You guys did. I remember your. I remember vividly listening in the car to your guys' bracket breakdown of the 2019 tournament, and it's one of my favorite episodes you guys ever did. Um, so I love these. I love these bracket okay. breakdowns. I think it's awesome because again, it's one of those things where it's like we have no idea. We're just totally guessing. Anything could happen. 
Um, so I'm so excited. I keep saying that, but I really can't emphasize how excited I am for this tournament. Last year, I feel like wasn't it was awesome. There was a lot of parody, but there weren't really fans there, and it was kind of iffy. Yeah. We're back into these. We're back into these different region parts of the country. It's not all in one place anymore. We're back to a real NCAA tournament. I can't wait. A real Final Four in New Orleans. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm super excited. But I think we've gone long enough. I will go ahead and wrap it up again to you listeners. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you got any comments, if you have any, if you if you think we're stupid, if you think we're sleeping on a team, let us know. Um, let us know on Twitter. Let us know in the comments on on uh, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can find this podcast. Let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to read those, and we'd be happy to respond to you if you feel like uh, we're stupid. Let us know. I'd, l- I'd love to hear that. Okay? But enjoy the, these this weekend coming up. It's going to be fantastic. There's a lot of basketball. Hopefully you guys that are listening have put some time aside from your friends and your family to just sit down and watch basketball because I know for a fact I'll be doing that. Whether I'm by myself or with friends, I will gladly be watching 10 hours of basketball if I can on Thursday and Friday. Um, yeah. But – I think I'm done there. With that being said, thank we, you guys so much for listening. The, uh, we really, really do appreciate it. What's up? The, we also got the bracket challenge. Uh, I'll, I could put the link in the bio. I started yes, a, a go bracket ahead, group on ESPN. So okay. uh, I will be putting the information for that in uh, our in the description so you can go and uh, join our bracket group and see if you can uh, pick a better bracket than Ben, me, and we'll see if Brandon makes a bracket. I don't know. He's He's a little busy. Yes, that's a good point, Trevor. I would have totally forgot about that. You're right. If, if yeah, we will we will make sure that we get that out for you guys. If you want to join our our uh, bracket challenge, it's totally free. It will not cost you. Um, and if you want to join it and and see how much better of a bracket than the, or that you can make than I can, one I would not be surprised, and two that's awesome. I'd love to see it. So please join that. We'd be happy to uh to to let you guys in. Anybody that you know that wants to join, go for it. The more uh, the you know the more the better. It's awesome to see what you guys have to say. Um, But I think that's good. I've talked long enough. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Go Falcons.